0: Cool to be at this experience Milwaukee event, especially because uh, when I was getting started uh, doing startup Milwaukee stuff, uh, I met this guy, yeah. uh, and he was an inspiration to uh, what has become startup Milwaukee. I believe we actually had some meetings uh, and, and meetups here at Transfer. Open, uh, right on the other side. That have yes, and uh, we should have done it over there, but we can this move. is. This is this is a cool space too, yeah. If you want to move all that, um, but you know it's really cool to see uh, that the startup community continues to grow, gain momentum, and and build momentum here in Milwaukee. Um, so you know the week is not possible without our sponsors and supporters such as uh, Advocate Aurora Healthcare, Northwestern Mutual, uh, Hush Blackwell, Concordia University, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Inno, um, and several other um, great organizations that have stepped up to uh, help produce this week here in Milwaukee and around the state. Um, it's also not uh, successful without all of you, so uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing your experience with us, uh, we're all over social media if you use the hashtag StartupWI. Um, we're tracking and, and sharing all the experiences that are happening around the state this week. Um, and it also would not be possible without our uh, host for this evening, um, Transfer. And I am going to introduce Russell, who is one of the owners of this wonderful establishment, which has been a great supporter of starting Milwaukee Week. Not the first event.
1: Thanks so much for being here, everybody. This, this room uh, is available all the time for various things. Uh, we love to be part of community events, but um, it's also available for family events and workplace events and whatever. Uh, this room is called the Haven Room, and uh, we're trying to kind of, um, I don't know, it's a flex space. W- you, you make it what you will. If you have a community event going on, ple- please approach me or send an email to shout at transfermke.com with your ideas, and we will work something out with you. Otherwise, if you have something uh, personal going on, like a baby shower or a rehearsal dinner or whatever, that too. Uh, we've been working with Steve for many, many years. I would say about 10 years since the old Sprinkler meetups. Before they were in Grand Avenue, actually uh, about five different places, I believe. But uh, it's, it's exciting that um, you keep doing stuff, and Milwaukee's still got stuff going on. And it's an exciting thing to be part of this week. Uh, thank you so much for being here, and I will pass it on to the person of honor, to Steve-O. Uh,
2: welcome Jalem Getz. the founder, CEO, you're everything of Wantable. You're the master behind how that's all come together. Absolutely. Um, there, are, there could be people listening. I hope. Not from the area sure. who maybe aren't as familiar. And there are people here who know you, know of you, but don't really know the backstory. They know Wantable, but maybe they don't know the backstory of the the jill in the 90s and early 2000s <laughs> why don't you uh share just what that is sure well it starts uh with Gillem
3: in the 70s but we won't oh, go okay. back that far uh so born and raised in california uh moved to wisconsin when i was 20 to be an engineer uh realized i was not smart enough to be an engineer so i started a little company called halloween express when i was 22 that was in 1995 so you can do the math on how old i am now um <clears throat> That business is still going strong, uh, run by my former partner, John Madock, and then he and I started another company that I'm most known for, which is Buy Seasons, uh, a little internet company out in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Sold that to a public company in 2006, retired from there in 2010, and figured, you know, I should try it one more time, and so I started Wantable, which is a... uh, a try-before-you-buy personal styling service for women's products primarily. So we sell women's apparel, women's fitness gear. Uh, We send curated assortments to customers to try on in the comfort of their own home before they make a
2: purchase. They keep what they want, they return what they don't. Awesome. So when you retired, did you buy yourself a retirement gift? I did. I well, bought a
3: few. So I also went through like a late midlife crisis. So yeah. So I bought the the, the classic Lamborghinis, Ferraris, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, yeah, we've yeah. all done that, Jalem. <coughs> Don't worry. It's, I know you it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so I did go I did the typical
2: retirement oh. thing. Cool. So I think the one uh one of the things and and a lot of people have asked me this and even when I've said, is there one thing I should ask Jalem and uh in thinking about you know, the, the sort of the, the, the learning curve of your first startup and the time it took to scale sure. and selling the company, staying on as CEO for a while then, and, and leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you're buying these, these nice gifts, you, c- you could have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Why Wantable in Milwaukee of any place you could go to start a company? Yeah, so that's, that's a
3: great question. So being a California native, um, people said hey why don't you go back to California to the Bay Area which was very hot at the time uh, and I did I went back for a little bit hung out with a buddy of mine uh, crashed at his place for a couple weeks and realized that you know I had I could do more and had access to more contacts actually being in Milwaukee so having started my first company here I did have a little bit of an advantage that there was a network, there was banking relationships and other things that helped me here. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is if you're going to be in the business of distributing products across the country, you know you typically don't want to go to one coast or the other. So Wisconsin was very well suited from that standpoint. And there's a, a great pool of talent here too. So you kind of bring all that together, and it just made sense to start my third company here. Cool.
2: Yeah, and I've heard from you, you've done some pretty nice upgrades to the wantable offices. You've got cool space. We fixed the roof. (laughs) Good, yeah, and you've got party space or like employee space Mm -hmm. and uh, places. I'm I'm sure you've got to shoot a lot of photos for the products on the site. So you've made it quite, not only did you decide to stay launch, but you've invested a lot in this community. So um, I think we're all thankful for that. Well, we have great talent
3: here. So, you know, and with uh, a great network like yourself or Matt or others in town, you know, we have certainly worked and relied on a lot of other people in the community to help me grow that business. It's not just me, it's not just my employees, but, you know, it's the the people like yourself that do things like this that help me meet, uh, you know, prospective
2: employees or prospective banking relationships or what have you. So, there might even be prospective. Designers in the audience tonight. I'm not sure but like product designers or graphic designers Product, fashion. I don't I'm gonna let you explore okay. that or I'll let them See if they have the courage to come up to you. So. Sounds good. Yeah, um, so You you sell a company or you retire you buy these gifts you start wantable everything's you're making it sound bad everything It's awesome. <laughs> that's that's what we're all st- I think a lot of sure. us in this room are aspiring to um, Were there any not so good ideas that came up between those two and any you helped any, me with a couple yeah, of them, i think actually. i did <laughs> i think i remember that but. so uh
3: so after uh, leaving by seasons i wanted to start another company and uh but i didn't want it to be the what i call the stuff in a box business you know there's a lot of logistics around selling physical goods so my first startup was uh after by seasons was a little project called hopscotch do you remember that i do remember that you yes. and Ramka helped yeah. me with hopscotch so this was a kind of video chat uh you know thing and then all of a sudden this little business called chat roulette came along and just like took us out and made it kind of weird too and yeah. so so we, we got out of that business and uh, then we got into uh, a marketplace for odd jobs it was called side.com yep for like side gigs and that was an introduction to marketplaces for me, where it's much more difficult to create a marketplace than to sell something on the internet. You really need the people that have the product, and then the people that need the product, or in our case, the service. So that was a terrible disaster. <laughs> um, so did those for the two of those for about a year, I think. Uh, that sounds it right. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, you know, forget
2: this. I just know how to sell stuff on the internet. So I started Let's go multiple. Back to yeah. yeah. I was surprised. Um, I was Semi-stalking you recently yeah. uh, on LinkedIn, and I, I mean it's been s- over six years, right? And yeah, we, we started. Wantable, d- yeah, right? yeah, Wantable started six years ago. Right. right. Yeah. Um, what from Side and Hopscotch, and what did you learn from those that you either took into Wantable, or you said, as an entrepreneur, I can I've got to make sure I don't. Besides, you've mentioned the marketplace mm-hmm. aspect, but. Anything else that you said, I, I've got to shed some of these things to move into this yeah, new company? Yeah, so for me, the, the lessons were reminders
3: of, of you know either missteps that I had done previously in other companies, uh, but but also a reminder that, at least for me, it's very important to focus on something that I'm interested in and passionate about. Uh, so I just enjoy retail. I grew up, uh, you know, my parents' bike shop selling stuff. And then when I started Halloween Express, you know, we were catching people during a great holiday, and I just really enjoyed that aspect of business. Uh, so for me, getting back into retail, which isn't, frankly, as cool as some of these other Internet companies, it was just a natural fit and something I'm passionate about. So
2: Cool. Yeah. I think, um, I, think I remember you saying at one point um, the feeling... You you get when your thing starts to scale, when your project starts to scale, starts to move, and you really start to see it get a life of its own. So, um, kind of related, but what what do what do startups or entrepreneurs think about themselves or the space that maybe you look at and say, oh, that's not exactly accurate. Um, so I'll focus more on my style
3: because if I've learned anything in business, everyone kind of has their own style. And so I'm a relatively introverted person. I don't typically go to events unless they're yours. Yes, I have noticed that, you know, so you typically won't see me out and about. I'm a guy that likes to kind of stick to my knitting and just, you know do my work I'm much more comfortable behind you know spreadsheets and stuff like that than being out in the world and so when I do go out in the world and I see people that spend the majority of their time you know talking and networking You know, sometimes I'm in awe of the people that have the ability to both do that at night and during the day work. But for Mm -hmm. me, it's always work 24/7. I've never been the smartest. Um, I've been lucky, and I've been hardworking, and those are two important ingredients that sometimes get overlooked. Um, But working very
2: hard is, you know, something I can control. Luck I can't. But you know, I think you're a a really heads-down, lead-by-example community figure. That you're right, and I thank you. That when when I've rang the doorbell, you've answered, and 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 sure. you've come to meetups, and you've come to things like this, and um, and even if it's just grabbing a coffee and and sharing mm-hmm. your your experiences, it, it's been super helpful, um, and I truly appreciate it. I think right. the community appreciates it, and it's a good example. It's a, it's uh. A, I, I was poking fun at the cars and everything, but you you do it right, and you show us you know, the way to get from A to B in, in a good way. So I appreciate that. I mean, there are a lot of ways to get from A to B. I
3: mean, you know, I've come across other entrepreneurs that have taken a completely different track but have found equal or greater success. So, you know, I think the key for me is just everyone kind of has their own style and to be okay with your style, even if it doesn't, you know,
2: mimic somebody that you think is further along than you or, right. you know, maybe you admire. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned... uh why Milwaukee was good for you and, and for Wantable. Do you see things or, or what's your perspective from you know, entrepreneurs here in Milwaukee being a good fit for them in general? You know, what, what, what are you seeing that you admire or maybe you know, or maybe you think back, whoa, well, I wish I had some of that when I was starting some of these companies. You're talking about specifically to local entrepreneurs? Yeah, anything in, in the area, the region, yeah. that the, the energy, the environment, what? Why is Milwaukee good for entrepreneurs in general, not just for wantable? Yeah, I mean, you have people like yourself, people like Matt that did not exist
3: probably because he wasn't born <laughs> he when, uh, when wasn't. I started my first company. But you know, th- you know those connectors in you know in the community, right? So if you do need a graphic designer or a product designer, you know, you know the great thing about Milwaukee is you're typically just one or two degrees away from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very useful because it brings those connections perhaps a little bit closer, which is important for me, someone who doesn't get out too often, than maybe being in a much larger city like, you know, the Bay Area, for instance, right? You have to be, you're seven
2: degrees away from people there. Right. Cool. And uh, first company was in New Berlin. First company right? was in Waukesha. That's Waukesha. where we started okay. Halloween Express. Okay. And then Buy seasons was in, in New, New Berlin. Berlin. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. And now Milwaukee mm-hmm. and the investment for all of those reasons you've mentioned, yeah. I'm sure. Right. Okay. So let's shift to Milwaukee a little bit. Um, How do you describe this city to people who uh, have never been here, or they don't live here, or you're traveling and and they ask where you're from? How do you describe Milwaukee? Well, when I I see friends back home, I'll say the best summers
3: you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. The winter's maybe not so great, (laughs) but the best summers ever. And I believe that Wisconsin, in particular Milwaukee, with Summerfest, and the other things that we do in the summer, cram a whole year into the summer so from that standpoint you know i'm a big fan of summers i'm not a hunter or a fisherman um, but uh, you know i love the summers in milwaukee and wisconsin but in terms of the business side you know there really is a tighter knit community here in milwaukee i mean we are a smaller slightly better version of chicago i think in that respect the only thing that we might lack is the larger deeper pockets of you know some venture capital uh-huh. um, but that's a whole other podcast yeah we can hit, yes. hit another time but you know there's no reason not to start a company in milwaukee i mean you know look at the bay area people are moving away from the bay area from the cost of living there stuff like that um you know it's a great place
2: yeah yeah and what are some of your favorite things to do here i mean i've seen you We've we've gone to Fuel Cafe, I've I've seen you out front, you know, at lunch, over lunch, but what are some of your favorite places, things to do? Uh, Places to go? So I have a three and a half year old, so Betty Brin uh, Museum (laughs) is on the list.
3: (laughs) It's your favorite place. Yeah, so uh, it's, if he's happy, it's my favorite right. place. Right, so, yeah. um You know, there's I'm a foodie, so there's all kinds. of. I mean, this is one of the best pizza places in town. Agreed. My, my office is just a few blocks down the way, so we're here more often than we probably should be. Um, so, you know, there's great food. Over on 2nd Street, not too far away, I mean, that's really, yes. you know, growing. Yes. So. But in terms of particular places that I like to go, um, summer. There's all obviously summer festivals. Every like yeah,
2: every being, day, you know, every weekend, and right. all be it all. Yep. Cool. Cool. Um, I th- I think I want to do some rapid fire, okay. quick questions Q and A. And so uh, I had a list. Like there, it was a dorky list. It was like, what's your favorite color? And I see it. it. You know, yeah, it's on you. You have it. Anyway, uh, I got some really good input input from people okay. uh, today and tonight and everything. So I'm just going to run through um, what is your favorite car? Um, Mercedes, SUV, anyone. It's just a nice, comfortable ride. Cool, OK. That's not what I would have guessed, but OK. Uh, do you like milkshakes? I do. Chocolate. What is, you, what is your that was from Betsy. i Hell okay. tell everybody she's in the back. Um, what is your favorite transfer pizza? Do you um, just go traditional yeah. or you? So I
3: make my own. So it's going to be a sausage pepperoni.
2: Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, favorite song right now. Right now. Right now. Well, I'm
3: old. So it's always old music.
2: So you wear band t-shirts. I do often. Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah.
3: So yeah. Um, so if it's going to be right now, it's happier. Okay. Because My son loves that
2: song. Okay. <laughs> what about um, favorite holiday? Uh, well, I'm supposed to say Halloween, I but, know. It, but it's actually Christmas. Okay. Um, what uh, besides Experience Milwaukee? What is the one podcast you listen to the most? So, former employee Priest Willis started a podcast.
3: He's now in the Carolinas, but he's from here, and it's called Missions in the Marketplace, and it's kind of a, a cool, inspirational-based podcast. Okay. So, yeah, Priest, a plug
2: for him. Cool. And um, what about Kindle? Book? Yes, no, no books? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm the same. It's all on my Mac. Yeah, yeah, okay. But are you reading anything right now? Or? I always read the news. That's what I read religiously in uh-huh. terms of books, all the business books. Got it. Okay. Um, number. This is the last one. Number one app you enjoy outside of work? Zillow. Okay. <laughs> Didn't, you didn't seem real sure about that. I don't. Know.
3: Well, it's, it, my wife loves real estate. We love to just like check it out.
2: Um, what about? Let's. I've got just a couple more here, and then. Um, this is fun. Yeah, um, not rapid fire. Those. That, that's. I should have. I'll, next time I'll do more, and I'll just call you or something. And. Well, my favorite color is black. If you to know. Okay. I practiced that one. <laughs> See, he liked that one, everybody. Um, from, from your perspective, where do you, what's on the horizon for Milwaukee, whether that's the city itself or for startups, what do you see sort of down the road, uh, things happening?
3: Yeah, so you know, I'll give you certainly my point of view. I mean, with all the rental, uh, you know, there's a real shift downtown, right? So it's getting younger. I live in the third ward, which is you know not the hippest place anymore. It's still a very hip place, but if you know, my office is right over here in Walker's Point. If we see all the development and just kind of what's going on, there's really kind of a gravity now towards this this city for younger professionals. So it really is becoming a kind of you know you can do anything now. Where you know, 10 years ago, I think 12 years ago, I moved to downtown Milwaukee. It was not quite as cool as it is now Um, so I just see it
2: expanding with a younger more vibrant uh, diverse culture sure cool Um, I actually just got a barrage of questions from Um, people so I'm going to ask a couple more sure Um, if I wanted to run a startup company in Milwaukee who are the people or organizations I need to know well, it depends on what it is. So let's just assume it's like a
3: tech fo- focus. tech yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you have to know the guys over at Rock and Cat, right, if you're not a developer yourself, because they're super, super smart. Um, they charge too much, but they're still very smart. <laughs> um, but we love them. You, you know, so, you know, tech focus. You have to know uh, folks that are fantastic designers. They are one of the hardest commodities, there, you know, or resources, rather, to find. So, um, but... Uh, you know i wouldn't spend too much time out and about i would get a few key players on your side and just go heads down
2: and work cool um what about from an investment perspective did you uh take any investment in company one did you take any in company two anywhere in between and how did you sort of uh, uh manage that so you didn't so you I don't know if control is important or is important or or what. How does that process kind of work? Yeah, for so you, you know, it, it's really three different stories because I've started three different companies. So. You
3: know, my and my first company is so long ago that it really isn't relevant. So even my second company by Seasons, I started 20 years ago almost. I mean, it's been quite some time. So I started that company during kind of like the go-go internet crazy days. And I remember I was looking for $5 million and the VC said, oh, you're not looking for enough money, you know, just go away. Um, which happened to be the best thing ever because I didn't raise money and then the bubble burst and I had to put together a real business. <clears throat> Sure. Um, So, you know, I did raise money. At the time, there was an organization called Silicon Pastures, which, uh, you know, there's versions of that around now uh, locally. Got some money, built a company. But then when I did my third company, it really doesn't apply to the typical entrepreneur because I had had, you know, two successes, had tremendous exits for those investors. So when I was starting my third company, not only did I have the wherewithal to, you know, put in money of my own, but... It was very easy to raise money, so I've been fortunate in that in that respect and lucky. Mm-hmm.
2: And you've done it without with while maintaining most of the control or a lot or how did how does that? Dynamic yeah, so I only own thirty percent of my last
3: company when we sold. Okay, so I would have
2: stayed fully retired if
3: I owned one hundred percent. But I own seventy percent of the company I run today, and so that's a. That's not because um, I was a better negotiator. It's simply because I was able to put significant money in myself, not take a salary. I still don't take a salary. I haven't had a paycheck in 10 years, eight years. So, you know, times change. But, you know, when people are taking money, the advice I always give them is if that dollar that you're raising can generate more money than it dilutes you by, then it makes sense. Right. right. And so you right. have to manage your business for the times. If you
2: have no money, you know, you need some fuel in the tank, so go raise money. So for company one, this is coming in on Twitter. Um, it, it the How in the hell did you get the idea, and why did you jump in head first? Halloween Express? Yeah. So I actually started
3: with a company called Ralph Marlin Neckties. Everyone here is too young to know that, but these are these, like, fish neckties. Fish or are, they, or like, all kinds of weird, yeah. yeah. Piano yeah. keys and yep. stuff like that. So we did that at Christmas time. And I'm sitting there saying, you know, this just has to be a better way. And so uh, uh, my buddy came up with an idea, and I came up with an idea, which was Halloween. And we tried it, and it just blew up. And so we were very lucky, again, on timing. So this is when Halloween was transitioning uh, into the young adult holiday I call it the beer and cigarettes crowd Uh these are the you know the 18 to 24 year old college kids that want to go out and have a great time and before that before you know 95 or so it was not nearly that type of holiday that it is today so we capitalized on that
2: cool one last one for you um I have two but one is one is super easy um not as easy as a rapid fire apparently but um what's what's the daily routine? You mentioned you're working 24-7, but what's the daily routine and how do you stay inspired to keep moving forward? I mean, you had a very successful exit. You could have done anything. Mm -hmm. And I've not met many people as passionate and motivated as you. So how do you manage that? So it goes back to something I said earlier, which is I enjoy what I'm
3: doing so I do enjoy building things so when you know when we started by seasons we had one employee my ex-wife don't overwork your wife
2: (laughs) Um, I never will and then we had 2,000
3: when I left so Uh to see that kind of growth and to be part of it is just something I really enjoy and so when we started Wantable I had one or two people and now we have 130 and so I just enjoy and I just use the headcount as just one indicator of growth right and there's all kinds of other ones new offices blah 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 So I enjoy that, so that's what keeps me going is just that growth. But another thing that keeps me growing is, you know, having been a little further along in my career, um, you know, seeing young people come into a company, have opportunities to be a part of an organization, make a real impact, and go on and do incredible things. Um, And so that... that uh, excites me. So, you know, I've had people that came to Wantable or came to buy Seasons as junior designers and then went out and were part of some huge startups. And that's
2: exciting. Wasn't uh, one of your designers part of Tinder? Yeah, she was the head creator for Tinder, and then she went out and started a competitor called Bumble. Right, yeah. yeah. So, how'd you uh, know that? Uh, you told me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so besides... Here tonight, and uh, hopefully you can maybe just stick around for a few minutes. Uh, sure. I'm sure people might want to ask you something that they don't want to text, or no, they're they are texting. Um, how do people connect with Wannable if they're interested? Uh, their target, your target customer in, in the audience right now. How do they find you? Facebook, oh, yeah. website, everything? All of the above. So, you know,
3: at Wantable on Instagram. We just did a rebranding last uh, Friday, which launched uh, uh, publicly yesterday. Um, so, wantable.com uh, or
2: follow us at, you know, Wantable Co. on Twitter or at Wantable on Instagram. Cool. And I have, I have two questions that I think I'm going to, have because we're at about a half hour now i'm going to okay. have the people uh who are asking them i think it'd be better if they ask you themselves here so sounds be, good yeah cool awesome thanks Shalem. thanks for having me thanks everyone for coming and yeah this has been great